This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Reddit user Kayakalis. The title of this story is How My Husband and I Brought a Girl Into Our Life and How I Made Her My Bitch. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. I knew the question was coming. I had known for weeks. I should have known far earlier. But I had let my own naivete get the better of my reason. It was always the little things. James was too clever to mess up in an obvious way. Leaving for a work trip without a fresh stack of business cards. A fleck of nail polish on the collar. A small pause when describing his day over the dinner table. All in and of themselves nothing to worry about. Much less lose sleep over. But they just kept happening. And since I knew the question was coming. I had prepared an answer. My head was on his stomach, his cock in my mouth, and the aftertaste of cum still on my tongue when it finally arrived. He had his fingers wrapped around a handful of my bright red curls, breathing slowly. Our lovemaking having just ended, we often fell asleep like this. I knew he liked it, if only for the sense of dominance. Have you ever wanted to sleep with someone else? So that was his tact. Clever, feeling out where I stood before revealing his own intentions. I took my time as if I were thinking going so far as to let out a quiet hum. I needed to sell my innocence. A long pause later, I turned my head, allowing the cock to slip out of my mouth, rolling now to look up at my husband, reclining against a pillow. If I'm honest, a few times, I answered, biting my lip as if anxiously awaiting his disapproval. In truth, I was anxious, though only for my facade to keep together. A faint look of surprise crossed his face. Even his demeanor was calculated. Dark hair and eyes, both flecked with gray hiding the intentions of a man who was at his root a plotter. He knew what he wanted, and he made sure he got it. I'm surprised, he answered, a pang of remorse pulling at the corners of his broad mouth. I found him desperately handsome, and the hurt of what had happened bubbled between my heart and head as I stared up at the rugged face, my emotions rearing their ugly maws just below the psychological surface. But I could not show that now, not ever. This man felt no sadness at the suggestion. Am I not enough of a man for you? He continued. Oh definitely enough of a man. I answered, smiling. My hand made its way to his still exposed cock, stroking it lightly, emphasizing my point. Flattery had always been a surefire way to disarm him. But, well, you know how girls can be in college. I still have some fond memories of several of the sisters in my sorority. What I would pay to witness that, he chuckled, patting my ass. Oh, you wouldn't have to pay at all. I joked, just find a girl as pretty as I am and I'll have her in bed by the end of the night. He laughed again, leaning back and closing his eyes, signaling the end of the conversation. He had gotten what he wanted, and I had planted the seed in his mind. It was only a matter of time. I rolled back, resuming my appointed position, drawing the rigid cock back into my inviting mouth as we both drifted off to sleep. Only a matter of time. She was as pretty as I was, or at least, as pretty as I had been a decade ago. I had remained disciplined in my married life, I could still fit into all of my college clothes and exercised enough to keep it that way. Yet time does not discriminate. I had just crested 30, whereas she was a spry 21. Still in school, it was easy to see how the affair had gotten started. Their official story was that they had met in the office some months ago after she had found an irregularity in their accounts, and this night out was intended to be part of her reward. A high-class dinner paid in full by her boss. A chance to network, impress a company exec, land a job, climb the corporate ladder. Her internship may have ended, but she was still climbing. If you'll excuse me, James announced, 
rising from our corner table, one hand tugging at the cuff of his dinner jacket. Nature calls. We were in a quiet steakhouse, one of his favorites, just the right ambience for a romantic night out for two. Low-lit bulbs dotted the ceiling and walls, giving the already ornate space an even richer texture. Deep shadows danced across the faces of the varied patrons as they turned, causing an onlooker to focus even more intently to draw furtive looks and longing thoughts. Blair and I will be here when you get back, I chimed, turning to face the young girl that sat beside me, patting the top of her thin hand, palm resting on the base of an emptied wine glass. Her plate was mostly finished, I noted, with mild approval. At least she wasn't a vegetarian. Blair's hair fell in long, golden curls down her exposed back. A small black dress her choice of attire for the night. It was a classic look, no straps to hide her perfectly tanned shoulders. Just the right length for a girl barely 54. Bronze thighs mostly exposed. My eyes traced her thin figure, rising from her flat stomach to the small mounds that poked out of the top of her dress, dotted in the middle by an emerald gem hanging from a silver chain. Her breasts were smaller than my own but no less appealing. At last, I met her gaze, clear blue eyes shining back, reflecting the warm glow of the restaurant. In them, I saw innocence and nervousness, insecurity. A desire for acceptance. Everything I had felt at her age. Though, some feelings never truly go away. She was beautiful, and I hated her. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. I started, as friendly as I could muster when the two of us were finally alone. I'm so glad James was able to introduce us. You really bring me back to my own college days. Omi as well. She nodded, sincerely. It's been such a wonderful night. Alice, you're both so kind. She opened her mouth again as if to say something else but quickly closed it, glancing at the back of my retreating husband. A hint of indecision crossing her face. She had been coached, evidently, though now her handler was missing. She knew her task but didn't know where to start. I casually took the reins. I had so much fun back then. I sighed, staring into my own glass as if a mirror to the past was reflected in the pale liquid. James mentioned you're in a sorority. Is that right? Yes, I am, though I don't live in the main house. Neither did I, I admitted revealing my own previous membership. The bonds of sisterhood are forever, but I appreciated a little bit of space. I raised my own glass, taking a slow sip, adding finally, though, some of us were a little too close to be called sisters. I let the comment settle, allowing her time to trace the dots. She was a clever girl, that much I had discerned during our dinner, but I had experience on my side. She blushed, rosy cheeks a pale pink, as she bit her lip in a half-smile. At least she seemed honest. That would make my own task easier. Ah, uh, I see we have a fellow taster of the forbidden fruit. I prodded, elbowing her slightly, leaning in. Nothing quite like another woman to satisfy you, don't you think? She ducked her head down, burying her eyes in her lap, giggling a bit. A cute hiccup of a laugh, as if embarrassed. We get the best of both worlds, she answered, at last, raising her head. She smiled confidently, but in her eyes, I still saw that she was unsure what my intentions were. I realized I might be coming on too strong, the newly acquainted wife of her boss, prying into her love life, and what's more her sexual preferences. But I knew, deep down, that I was safe. She had her role to play, and so did I this was merely foreplay. Well, got, I retorted. I'm married to a man now, who, despite his dashing good looks, is still a man. Sure, sometimes I want to be thrown on the carpet and fuck like an animal. What girl doesn't? But if that's all I desired of a partner, I'd just let our German shepherd take me. Blair laughed awkwardly, not knowing what to make of the blue joke. I'm sure you understand, I continued. 
Nothing quite like the delicate touch of another woman. No tongue so soft or so deft. As I spoke, I slipped my arm under the table, placing my hand lightly on her thigh. Fingers curling below the hem of her dress, tugging it higher. There was no challenge. She was already mine. Had been from the moment we had picked her up from her apartment. James had served her up on a silver platter. I do, Blair said, layering every sultry tone and timbre she could produce, her own hand now coming to rest on my thigh, responding in kind. Her efforts were adorable. Oh, if only I were free to make you mine. I sighed. I would whisk you off your feet, and you'd have no need for men ever again. Why do we women never stick together? I'm sure you could. She cooed, enthralled in the gentleness of my touch, the smoothness of my thigh, the hint of alcohol on my breath. What I would do to her indeed. Perhaps, I murmured. I paused as if an idea had just occurred to me. In truth, it had occurred first to my husband, the moment he had laid eyes on this poor girl. What? Blair breathed. A hint of excitement in her question, heart beating ever so slightly faster than it had before. Well, I don't know if James would approve. He's quite domineering. Not a good sharer, you might say. So he might not like the idea of us. But maybe if we included him. The question was out. The question my husband had intended to ask, eventually. In a way he had raised it already. Bringing this beautiful girl here. Making sure she was dressed up, leaving us alone. He gave me every opportunity, asking me to take her. Would you let me off the hook if I included you in my affair? My answer was yes, but in return, I wanted something else. I looked down into the pretty face, familiarizing myself with her features. Blair the accountant. Blair the intern. Blair the office romance. Blair the home wrecker. I smiled. A dark, brooding smile. Though in it the young girl only saw my beauty. Smart. But she didn't have my experience. Blair would be my bitch. I made sure to sit in the rear of the sedan on the ride back. Offering the excuse that I usually got carsick riding up front after drinking. Nestling next to Blair as we both buckled in. James made no comment. It was a warm night. Deep into what had been a pleasant summer. I watched as fireflies took wing and lit up the sky. Dancing in lazy circles as we passed open fields and dotted groves. If there was an advantage to living here. It was the space. Nestled between two forests, most homes on the edge of town ran right up to the edge of the woods. James and I were lucky enough to have a sprawling yard that ran down to a large lake. We had spent many a night rolling around in the grass, making love. Such times were now in the past. Discreetly, or at least carefully enough for James not to notice. I raised my hips, just enough to lift my dress, pulling it up until it was clumped around my stomach. Exposing my lower half. I hadn't worn panties tonight. I knew they would only get in the way. I glanced over and saw Blair staring. Wide ovals focused in surprise on my bare skin. With a calm firmness. Still not wanting to alert my husband. I reached over and grabbed her by the wrist. Pulling her limp hand towards my lap until her fingertips rested against my pussy. Pressing her digits slightly. It was crystal clear what I wanted. Blair froze. Glancing towards the driver's seat to see if we had been detected. No indication came that we had, and that seemed to reassure her. She began with small circles, probing deeper with each movement, pausing occasionally to trace the insides of my thighs. She was excellent, a bit timid, but clearly, I wasn't her first. I let out a silent sigh, closing my eyes as I leaned back into the headrest, resolved to enjoy the service for at least another minute. Blair would be my bitch. You know, I announced. At last, eyes still closed, breaking the silence of the ride. Blair and I were talking while you were gone. What about? James answered, eyes still on the road. He was determined to sound disinterested yet attentive, as all good husbands must when listening to their wives. Yet I detected just the slightest hint of excitement. 
He wasn't as cool and collected as he thought he was. Oh nothing much. I continued dryly, opening one eye now. Just that we could all have some fun together. At this hour, he asked, determined not to understand my meaning. It made no difference. He knew that I knew by now. He just thought that he had won and wanted to lord it over me. Make me bring it up. But the most fun is had at this hour. I added, coyly. And you've got two pretty little women here with you who barely know what to do with themselves. I made sure to play into his ego, his desire to dominate. Two helpless women who wouldn't jump at that. Surely this is your victory, James. Your wife is practically begging you to bring this girl into the fold. I didn't realize you two had hit it off so well. Oh, but we did. Didn't you notice? She was burning holes in me all night. Isn't that right, Blair? Yes, she squeaked. Hand still dutifully between my legs, circles growing ever firmer as I grew wetter. She may have wanted to say more, but I didn't let her, leaning across the seat between us to plant a kiss square on her mouth. One hand reaching up to grasp a breast, squeezing it firmly. Now James had definitely noticed. You'd better hurry up, or we'll have no need of you by the time we get home. I threatened, pulling away from Blair at last. Her eyes remained half-closed, enraptured, breasts heaving, pushing towards me as I backed off, begging for more. She was in the palm of my hand, and James thought I was in his. The car accelerated, 